February 20th, Birthday Horoscope Personality Personal Ruling Planets, Neptune, Moon Lucky Colors, Cream, White Lucky Gems, Moonstone, Pearl Lucky Days, Monday, Thursday, Sunday Lucky Numbers, 2, 11, 20, 29, 38, 74 You are endowed with an intelligent mind impressive speech and psychic power. That makes you suitable for any career in the new age field. It's February 20th. Let's go. Well... This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, themed and forgotten from... Hey, everybody. We're doing it again. <laughs> You're stuck right in. <laughs> Should I have waited? No, I just, it was surprising to me how, how on top of it I you get, were. I'm trying to mix it up every time because I feel like we start the show the same way every time. So I'm trying to make it different. That we do. We do. It happened one year. 1994. What? Oh. No. Oh, my God. See, this is the problem when we've been doing some drinking for a period of time before the show. Where normally it's like, you know, we haven't done anything. No, we've been just yeah. sitting around in a dark room. Yep. Yeah, because I've spent all of our time, <laughs> yes. and uh, but no, uh, not that you've been drinking a lot. No, I, but enough to be pretty loose. I had two glasses of wine at dinner. That's Coming into the show loose. It's okay, listeners. It's Friday night. I'm very tired. It's been a long week, <laughs> and then I had two glasses of wine at dinner. We didn't know it was going to be this late when we started recording. It is three thirty in the morning. <laughs> it feels like three thirty in the morning. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, mama. What, what time is it actually? No, we can't. T- we don't want to let them in behind the curtain. It's three thirty-five. Oh, I just looked at the actual time, and it is three thirty-five. You're correct. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, uh, we haven't been recording a lot. No. Uh, we're we're a little behind on episodes, no. but this one I believe harkens back to the Halcyon days of season one. <laughs> uh, if there could be a defining characteristic yeah. of it happened one year, yeah. and our episodes, what would you say that is? Uh, chaos. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but uh, for the most part, we tend to talk about things not in the year we're, that, that we have as the topic. <laughs> that's true. Uh, 1994, we got well, well sidetracked a number of times on people who died in 94, so we were talking about people and their careers in the 60s. <laughs> Should we change the name to, of the show to It Happened Another Year? I mean, I think one of the bonus episodes was that, and people were not amused. <laughs> that's, that's really also the sign of, uh, of It Happened One Year. You get a lot of listeners. Yeah. yeah. But uh, on the original list that I made up for 67, yeah. uh, one of the things we ran across was this crazy coincidence of a day yeah and uh, if you know if you're looking at the topic if you, you didn't just turn this on you know what we're talking about we, there's an amazing number of famous and sort of famous people oh. born on the exact same day which i think is interesting yeah because there's no other day in 67 i found that even had two really notable people like there were two yeah there's pairs of two but not a lot of threes we, and we came up with, what, 10? I think it's something like 10 or 12. It's a yeah. lot on this day. February the 20th, yes. 1967. Uh, six days after Valentine's Day. A whole bag of Pisces <laughs> yep. just out there getting it done. So what was the real good month in 1966 then? <laughs> For what? <laughs> oh, for Bonin? For Bonin. Uh, yeah, how does that work backwards? Uh, I guess uh, it's like May? Yeah. May, May, June? May, June. A lot of hot, heavy action. <laughs> May, June in 1966. Yep. So if you had neighbors at that time and you were banging on the walls, uh, now you know why. <laughs> Lots of people born. They were cranking out the, the famous and semi-famous. Yes. 
And so we wanted to take a quick walk through these people. And I just think it's interesting how many of these people there are because, again, like, it's just not that yeah. common. Uh, you and I have discovered some people that were born on the yeah. exact same day as us. Yeah. But not that many people. Not that many. Um, and we have distinct differences in that I know people, like, I know people who were born the exact same day I was, which I don't think you do. No, I don't. Really. I don't think so, no. Yeah. Um, and Joe has only famous people who are born the exact same day, and I have none. And again, it's pseudo-famous people. Well, famous-ish. Famous yeah. enough. Same as, well, it's famous enough that I could find out. But uh, to kick this thing off, because again, it's, yeah. a, it's a real mixed bag of fame. Yeah. Uh, we're starting pretty famous for you. Starting big. Yeah. So we, I've got two people who you know, who and you might know. Even if you don't know their name, you know them. You know them. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, actress Lily Taylor. Whose name you may or may not know, born February 20th, 1967. The thing about Lily Taylor, like going through her IMDb, is that she had, uh, she's had a tiny part in movies you've definitely heard of, but you won't remember her from those movies. Uh, and she's had a small or a big part in a lot of stuff you have never heard of. And then she's definitely been in one show that you love, like one episode of a show that you love. And for me, that is The X Files. Sunday on an all-new episode. Did you kill him? A blind woman who can see. She's got some kind of sixth sense through the eyes of a killer. Leave her alone. I'm watching you. I know who you're protecting, Marty. They're gonna kill again. You can help stop that. The X-Files, Sunday at 9, 8 Central on Fox. Sure. She was on one episode of The X-Files. She played a Played Blind Lady. The episode was Mind's Eye. She was great. She was really good in it. And she was only on one episode? Wasn't yeah. she on another episode playing no. a different character? So you think she was on another episode playing a different character, but it was just someone who looked like her. Oh. Because <laughs> really? I had the same... I thought she was on too. Yeah. And what's the other one that you thought she was I on? I don't remember. Oh, it was... It was The correct answer is uh, The Field Where I Died. Oh. You thought she was that girl, but she wasn't that girl. Was that episode after the episode where she was the blind girl? No, before. Oh. My guess is she wasn't available for that episode, and they were like, let's get a Lily Taylor type. Yeah. And yeah. then they found that girl. And then, yeah. And then they brought her back for a different show. Right. Different then when episode. she was available. Yeah. Because yeah. why do people know Lily Taylor? I honestly could not figure it out. So was she in, like, The Haunting? She was in The Conjuring. So if you oh. go to her IMDb, she's known for two things. Like, you know how they have the, like, known for? Yeah. It's two things. One is uh, a show called American Crime. Not American Crime Story, the like famous yeah. uh, anthology show or whatever you call it, but something called American Crime, which I've never heard of. No. And and then The Conjuring is like the next thing. But again, she's just. I mean, The Conjuring was a big hit movie, but that's way later. That's in 2010, yes. 2015. And, and the American Crime was like 2015 to 2017. She was on 21 episodes of it, so she was on a lot of it. And there's not a lot of TV shows that she was on a lot of. Yeah. But I mean, it's just she was in a bunch of random stuff. But like, what are her early credits that like? there's anything that anybody like i don't know why i know who she is but i know i definitely know who she is yeah. like i don't know what she was in in the 90s was she in like singles was she doing stuff like that like uh, 90s like grungy 90s stuff or kind of she was in ready to wear it's hard to gauge like what how big a part she yeah. had but she had a, she had some part in a lot of movies you've heard of so she was in rudy she was in ready to wear in the 90s she was in Ransom. Um, mm. I was like, oh, did she play his wife in Ransom? No, I don't know who she played. I can't tell. Not Her, the, her character's name is not related to anything. Mm. And, and she, she was on two episodes of Mad About You. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, she, oh, she was in The Haunting. You were right. She I kind of, because The Haunting has a pretty small cast, so yeah. I thought I remembered her in that. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. right. Uh, she was in High Fidelity. Like, oh. she's been in a lot of stuff. She was on 25 episodes of Six Feet Under. Um, oh. Which I I don't know watch. if I got yeah I watched the first like two seasons of that and then I lost it I don't remember if she was on she must have been on it by that point yeah 
That show has a lot of random, yeah. like, random people who have had pretty good careers. And that seems to be what she said. She oh. was in uh, that Johnny Depp movie, Public Enemies, about uh, oh, Dillinger. Yeah. Filmed so she, here in Chicago. Yeah, filmed here in Chicago. Yep, yeah. she was in that and, uh, and The Conjuring. Oh, she was on one episode of Gotham, which didn't you watch that? Yeah, but Gotham was on for like a long, and I've blocked most of that show out, so I couldn't well, tell you. She wasn't Catwoman, so I don't know what she did. Like, uh, she played Patty. No? Oh, sure, Patty. Right? Yeah. No, obviously I remember Patty. Uh, like everyone, she was on two uh, two episodes of Law & Order SVU. I think everyone's yeah. done. I, I, I think I've done two SVUs, right? Come on. <laughs> so. She was in a movie called To the Bone. Okay, well, now this is not. I just want to say it. Yeah. Yeah, and she's just been in a ton of stuff, but you yeah. don't know any of it. But she was born that day. She was born that day. The same day as... Actor Andrew Shue. Sure. Also born the same day. Yeah. Now, I thought Andrew Shue, like, you know him from Melrose Place, right? That's, that's it. That's what you know him from? That's all he's done. Um, right. Well, so I, I went to his IMDb, and I was like, oh, what that's literally all he's done. That's it. He was in, like, one movie... And then he, but he did a bunch of random stuff. Oh. So he was in Melrose Place, and then he was in like a movie. But he was also uh, he played soccer, and he was in the MLS for a year. Before that, in, in 1996. <laughs> when did Melrose Place on? Before that. So wait a minute, the MLS <laughs> just had random Andrew Shue in the league. Yes. You know what? This is why people hate soccer. <laughs> Because that's just nonsense. He played for the... Is MLS like, like the Harlem Globetrotters? Like anybody can just come in and like... He played for the LA Galaxy. Oh my God. Yeah. What are his stats? Uh, <laughs> I don't How think do you do? I don't know. I, yeah. don't think, I don't think they were great. Wow. Um, he co-founded two nonprofits. Okay. One was something called Do Something that apparently encouraged children, like not like teenagers, to go do things. Okay. That was the point. Like go do good? Go do good. Yeah. yeah, sort of. But he also co-founded the social networking site Cafe Mom. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Which doesn't really fit with an Andrew Shue vibe, as I would have expected it to Yeah, be. but I bet, like, moms were probably in there. Like, oh, Andrew Shue said so. Yeah. 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 So it was, like, Friendster? Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. Right. Only for moms. Oh. For moms. Like, moms so, who like coffee. Mm. So it sounds like a white woman yeah. uh, uh, social media yeah. network. So, yeah, yeah. so now it's all white nationalism. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so yeah. Andrew Shue is a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Look, look, I don't want to disparage Andrew Shue. I don't know anything he, about him. He might be a Nazi. Soccer playing Nazi, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, his middle name is Epley. Epley? E-P-P-L-E-Y. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Right? Yeah, didn't see that one coming. Right. And then uh, the one thing that he is probably most known for is that he's Elizabeth Shue's brother. Oh, he's Elizabeth Shue's brother? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That actually makes sense, but, you know. Right. Because, I mean, she must be older than him, but can't be by much. I don't know. I did not. I did not look that up. I don't know if that's actually true or not. No. She's had a good career. She's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe Andrew Shue just didn't want to bother competing. She got nominated for an Oscar in, like, what, 95? Yeah. He was like, oh, the hell with this. He was like, you know what I should found? A, a, a coffee site for moms. Cafe mom. Yeah. Great job, Andrew Shue. Yeah. Well done. Oh, okay. These things I never knew. Contributing to the world. I wonder Andrew what uh, what Elizabeth Shue's middle name is. <laughs> 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 I'll have to look that up. So to swerve away from so you, you got the the fun celebrities, the fun acting the fun. types. Even though Andrew Shue has done virtually nothing. Nothing. No. So there's uh, three legitimate NFL players. Yeah. Born February twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven. Yes. I guess the most significant. Uh, it's hard to say significant. The, mm. the the most significant to me personally. Yeah. With the Chicago connection. Is it Jay Cutler? Well, he has a Cutler connection. Oh. So it is a former Bears wide receiver uh, Tom Waddle. Okay. Who uh, played for the? He only played for the Bears for yeah. like six years in the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. He was undrafted out of Boston College, oh, so okay. college career. Uh, but he was pretty good with the Bears. I mean, he wasn't 
an, an all pro or anything like that. But again, the Bears at that time were not a good team. Yeah. Wait, uh, when did he play for the Bears? The early, early 90s. Okay. So uh, Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback still. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a great, you know, Ditka was still coaching at the beginning of it, but yeah. then he left. And Waddle wasn't super healthy, it seemed like, the whole time, but he did become a very popular player okay. towards the end of his run. He, he, uh, my numbers he got that he had nine touchdowns for a six year career. That's not great. No. Uh, he had 2,100 total yards, Wait, 173 and he, receptions. He was a receiver? Yeah, he was a wide receiver. And he had nine touchdowns. He wasn't like their A receiver, All I don't right. think. He wasn't, he's, he's like 6'2", so figure as a receiver even then, 6'2 is not super tall. Yeah. But, you know, again, he was popular, he was fast, he was yeah. a speedy guy. And then he got a series of injuries and that was the end of his career. Yeah. Six years and out with yeah. the Bears, right? Then his later career, uh, he became a pretty popular broadcaster to this day. Oh. Did you ever see that show, that Sports Central show? Definitely that's on? Not. It's like one yeah. of the Comcast shows, but David Kaplan has basically hosted the show for like 30 years, okay. right? And you would know him. He's bald and he's like, he's just a Bears homer, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Waddle like co-hosted the Sports Central show for like 10 years. Yeah. And then he left to do the ESPN 1000 show, which is the, the big oh. radio station here. Yep. Uh, the Waddle and Sylvie show, which has been on now since 2007. Oh, so wow. basically my whole time in Chicago. And so yeah. when I was still going to work and yeah. like taking the train, yeah. uh, I would listen to this show a fair oh. amount. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. And then they hosted the Jay Cutler Show, oh. which was the the offshoot of their show yeah. that they did, I think, every week when, just, yeah, just, when Cutler was the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, which ran for a number of years because yeah. Cutler was here for a while. So. I, I remember that show being a thing. Yeah. Um, they would do the live remotes and stuff yeah. and bars and things, and yeah. that's it was Waddle and Sylvie and Cutler, basically. Oh, yeah. all right, all so. right. Uh, did they call him the duck? Should have called him the duck, right? Waddle, Waddle. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I couldn't, you or know. Or just Affleck. I mean... <laughs> So, when he was in college in 1989, I don't think a lot of that was, had a lot of resonance with society, but uh, yeah, no, I, I couldn't find out a lot about his his Boston College career, mm -hmm. but I mean, somehow he walked on with the Bears and, you know, worked out all right, yeah, so. Yeah, did fine. Oh, good for Waddle. Yeah. So, I would say he's, like, the most significant-ish yeah. to, to, to us, to I us. suppose, in Chicago sure. way. Broderick Thomas probably had a better overall career. He yep. also wasn't exactly an all-pro Hall of Fame type player. Yeah. But has great numbers. He was a, uh, a defensive end and a linebacker. Uh, he uh, went to Nebraska. Oh, so, Nebraska. And, he, and he's like a big deal from Nebraska. And Nebraska's a big-time, all-time college football program. Yeah. But he was like... The Cornhuskers? The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nailed it. Uh, he was an All-American. He was the Defensive Player of the Year for the Big 8. Like He was a big deal coming out, yeah. of, uh, out of college. And he was the sixth overall pick. In 1989, wow. that's a pretty pretty yeah, high that's pick. Really good. Uh, played, but he, you know, he did end up playing for Tampa. Oh, <laughs> so man. Tampa, 1989, that's not a great uh, place to be. No. And but he did play in the league for you know a solid, geez, ten years it looks yeah. like. Uh, so he bounced around a little bit. So he won zero championships. Uh, I don't. At the end, he was with Dallas, but I think that's Dallas after their championships. Oh. So he did five years with Tampa, then a year with Detroit, a year with Minnesota, and three with Dallas. He might have got a ring with Dallas. Oh, good for him. But I, I don't think he did. did. I think oh, okay. I don't. Think, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that lines up. Dallas's last Super Bowl was '95, so that probably doesn't line up. Yeah. Um, but he had a pretty good career as a you know as a linebacker. He had 47 and a half sacks, which that's a, a solid number then or now. Yeah. Uh, he did have two interceptions and a touchdown. 
But a linebacker is not a interception yeah. position, so no. that didn't work out. Good he player. was Mike Singletary's nephew. Wow. Chicago connection. Oh, beautiful. It all comes That's back beautiful. together. Broderick Thomas. Probably the yeah. better career than Waddle. Not Chicago significant, yeah. except for Mike Singletary. Yeah, so we don't care about him. Well, we're not saying we don't care about him. <laughs> oh, Why? I'm sorry. We care about him. Just throwing Broderick Thomas <laughs> under the bus. He did fine. He did fine. Yeah. A slightly lesser career, but still an, a pro for a solid seven years. Yeah. Was uh, Chris Singleton. Sure. Heard he of him. He was a linebacker from the University of Arizona. Oh, my God. And he was the eighth overall pick in 1990. Oh, wow. So it's again a top ten pick. It's pretty, the Wildcats. The area, you know because of... Speed. Perfect. So, uh, he was drafted by the Patriots, but the Patriots in 1990, not exactly the Patriots of 2000. No. And then he played there for three years, got traded in the middle of his fourth year to the Crosstown Miami Dolphins, <laughs> the cross division. <laughs> his whole career, he had a lot of tackles, 287 tackles. Wow. Uh, only seven sacks. He was a linebacker, so I don't know why he didn't have more sacks. <laughs> uh, he also had two interceptions. Chris Singleton's big career in the NFL. But, I mean... I think the the remarkable thing here is, how often are there three guys in the NFL born the exact same day? That's what I'm saying. It seems pretty unlikely. It seems unlikely. And these are all three pretty good pros. Like, yeah. I couldn't, I didn't find any one-year pros. Maybe there are some. Yeah. But I didn't run across any. Like, a guy who did, you know, had a, a cup of coffee in the league. Like, yeah. these guys were in the league for years. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. These guys legitimately played against each other, shared the exact same birthday. That's amazing. Right? Uh, and uh, operating near or at the, the middle to the top of their game. If we're going to talk about other people at the top of their game, I want to talk about somebody else at the top of their game, and that is uh, Playboy Playmate Rebecca Armstrong. <laughs> How is, she was just at the top of her game because she was fine? She was a centerfold. She was the, the Playmate of the Month. Yeah. That's that ain't, that ain't no joke. Wasn't well, that the same thing as a centerfold? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know what mm. the... <laughs> what is this my bottom magazine? <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> oh, you don't know? I think you're probably right. I think the centerfold probably was would, the Playboy of the Month. I don't, I don't actually. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, because what? The, did they put out Playboys weekly? Media's dead. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I guess it's, they probably only put them out monthly. You, do, you go to Pornhub now. That's what you do. <laughs> right. So there's no Pornhub centerfold of the month. That's not a thing. I think it's just like, you know, stepmoms stuck in the dryer or whatever the hell they do. Whatever the weird porn is they have. So. Uh, yeah. All right. So when was she the Playmate of the Month? Uh, 1986, I believe. That That's when the going was good. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I think Playboy 86 had a good run. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was 1986. Good. She was the, for September. Uh, oh. Our birth month. Uh, yeah. Not her birth month because no. she was born. February 20th. Perfect. 1967. 1967. Well yeah, done. Exactly. So she was the, you know, she was a Playboy Playmate and that was cool. And that was basically all that you knew about her until oh. eight years later when she tested, uh, well, she tested positive for HIV before that, but came, like, announced that she was HIV positive. And oh. she was the first Playboy Playmate to come out as HIV positive. Okay. She says she got HIV when she was probably 16. She doesn't know how. She just got it. But then she became an AIDS activist oh. uh, during her uh, the rest of her career. So she was very involved in the AIDS Project Los Angeles and AIDS awareness campaigns. She's given speeches about her experience. She had a really rough go, right? Like in 1986, you know, uh, even if it, she came out, she... Top of the Pops in 86. T- well, because she was the Playboy Playmate of the Month. Oh, yes. Yeah. What is Top of the Pops? <laughs> it's like a it's like a music show in England. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm just saying, I just meant it into... What? Why is, <laughs> why is this what we're hung up on? I didn't, I didn't know what 
know what that meant. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was good or bad or, you know. Yeah, just like she was doing good. Yeah, she was doing good. We were just talking yeah. about how good she was doing in 86. So anyway, she be, she became an activist and she, you know, she's still around, which is great. And then she was also a bodybuilder for a little while in the early 2000s. Oh. So she took her... Uh, AIDS didn't hold her back. Yeah, no. She uh, replaced the boobs with muscles and uh, went and did some bodybuilding. Good for her. Good for her. Rebecca Armstrong. That is her name. There was no easy way to bundle anyone with Rebecca Armstrong. I realize you did two, and then I did three NFL players. Yeah. But the closest we could come up with was uh, Switzerland's Olympic skier Paula Cola. <laughs> not Paula Cole, Paul Acola. And not Paula Cola, which no. is what I thought it was. No, this is a man, Paula yeah. Cola. Paul. Uh, he was a five time Olympian from Switzerland. Mm-hmm. See, in this era, because if you were a winter Olympian, you could go to five Olympics without. Too much of a stretch because they had the double the the two Olympics oh, in that's right. yeah, 92, yeah. 94. Yeah. So uh, he started in eighty eight, where he won his only medal. Oh. Uh, in the Alpine combined, he won a bronze in eighty eight. Wait, Brosif went to five Olympics and from Switzerland for skiing, which seems like a big skiing <laughs> he country. Won one bronze medal, and you were like, we should include him in this. He, he kept making the team. <laughs> I mean, he still went to five Olympics. That's still pretty good. Like. Uh. Uh, I mean, look at Calgary, 88, Albertville, Lillehammer, Nagano, Salt Lake City, 2002. He All he did was keep going to the Olympics. Look, when I was in high school, I was on the bowling team. Oh, my God. And I never played in a single match. I always just went and got to watch my friends play because I was such a terrible bowler. Did, you, did they hold bowling meets in Calgary? <laughs> this is not the same thing. No. Yeah. No. All I'm saying is he went a lot of times. I'm yeah. not, again... This is a list that's kind of a sliding scale of sure. fame. Of fame. Yeah. I don't think your average person is going to know who Paula Cola is unless they think he sang the theme song from Dawson's Creek <laughs> and that they're going to be wrong. Yeah. But that... he, did, he competed in a bunch of events. He was he placed in the top six five times. Okay. So but... he was real close to a lot of medals. He only won the bronze that one time. But that's still one more bronze medal than anyone else on this list has. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll, I'll give you that. That's, yeah. uh, that's semi-impressive. He competed in the uh, the combined, the downhill, the Super G, and the Giant Slalom. So do you think he was like, where have all the medals gone? Perfect. <laughs> all right, fine. You don't want to talk about Paul Cole? Right? <laughs> no, he's doing great. I'm uh, I'm proud of him. I, uh, I hope he uh, is enjoying his bronze medal. Do you think he? He wears, has a job right now. Do, do you think he like wears it at dinner every night? Yes, just, like eating broccoli and rice. That's and- what I would do. Oh my god, are you kidding me? If I had a bronze medal, no one would hear the end of it. What was, what was it? We were watching that documentary about the women's um, basketball team. Yeah, I remember that woman who was like just in her house, and she looked like just a regular woman you would see on the street. She like got a box out, and she opened it, and there was an Olympic medal in it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. And it was like I think it was the silver medal or something yeah. that they, or the bronze medal, and she was literally like, I didn't even know where this was. <laughs> Because they won a gold medal. She's like, oh, this medal I could care less about. <laughs> so, Fuck this just medal. whatever. Like, yeah, it was just in the cupboard. It's behind the spinner. Like, he just, ah, whatever. It's fine. So. Uh, well, so the thing about Paul Acola yeah. is he he may have done a lot of things, but he doesn't have a ton of credits. He's just like that single bronze medalist. Yeah. I would like to pivot to talk about Kath Susie, mm. who has all of the credits in the world. And all of the medals. Uh, she has no medals. Oh, no medals at all. Oh. But she does has, have 474 acting credits <laughs> on God. IMDb. Yeah. She's a voice actress nice. uh, who was born February 20th, 1967. She's known for a few things. Uh, what most people would know her for is playing Phil and Lil, the twins on Rugrats. Yeah. I think that's probably the most famous or consistent or prominent thing that she did. Right. Because she was actually like a main character. You got to share stuff with your brother, honey. It's 
the lock. Really, me shares everything, nothing. Hey, give me some of that waffle, Philip. Oh, Lillian, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since the last time I eat it. The thing, if you go through her IMDb, is there were so many movies that she was in, and I was like, oh my god, who was she in this movie? And it's like various voices, uncredited. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she was just a voice actress in everything. Yeah, I think if you're like a real working voice actor, yeah, yeah. you can end up in tons and yeah. tons of stuff yeah. that way. And, so but like having a having a nice prominent credit yeah. in the mix of that, and then still being able to work a lot. Yeah. Nice. Because yeah. like on Rugrats, if you recall, it's been a long time since I've seen Rugrats, but there were like four main babies, and yeah. the twins were the two twins of them. The twins were two of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so she was filling Lil. She also was uh, Lola Bunny on in Space Jam. Yeah, in the first Space Jam. Yes, first yeah. Space Jam. And then, I don't I don't think she had any other Space Jam credits. So any of the other follow-up Space Jams, she was not. Well, I looked this up after this because I was kind of like, yeah. you know, because I mean, like they they don't have celebrities do like Bugs Bunny. They don't have celebrities play Elmer Fudd. They have their yeah. own people yeah, yeah. who play them all the time. Yep. But for whatever reason, uh, Zendaya played Lola <laughs> Bunny in Space Jam too, and I'm like, what is that? Seems like, unnecessary. That seems like I mean, if you're gonna have Zendaya, you got Zendaya on the bench, you bring her in, you have her playing as a person, right? Yeah, like you have her playing Zendaya. I don't understand what that is. That doesn't make any sense. But I mean. Good for her, but Katsuzi got robbed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> agree, yeah. agree. Um, and then something that you and I would know, she was also Qbert in uh, Futurama. It came to me in a dream, and I forgot it in another dream. Your explanations are pure weapons-grade balonium. It's all impossible. Qbert Farnsworth, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she also had a number of other random voices that she did on Futurama. Yeah. But she, there were a couple other things I just want to highlight that she did. Starting with the Tigger movie in 2000, she's played Kanga pretty consistently in, in all of the Winnie the Pooh properties. Couple decade gig there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe my favorite credit that she has is, so listeners, if you've listened to every episode of, uh, of our show... Specifically, the Three Z's episode from the first season where we talked about Tim Allen yeah. and what a good year he had in 1994. Yeah. Um, you would have heard that the Santa Claus is one of my very favorite Christmas movies. In the Santa Claus 2, Cass Susie played Chet, the reindeer, who basically just makes noises. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love it. I think Chet just kind of goes like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and he farts and he, a lot. And he farts a lot, yeah. yeah. So that's a nice credit. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it's. That's a pretty good gig. Yeah. But also, she's been in everything you can ever think any, of. Any animated. cartoon you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. A lot of gigs. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. Now, uh, the one thing I thought was really interesting here. So she played Qbert. No, so Qbert isn't a super regular character on yeah. Futurama. Qbert is like a clone of the professor, I want to say. So that's oh. why he's Qbert Farnsworth. Yep. And he hangs out with Hermie's son. Like, and they, they'll still pop up in episodes. He's a genius and he pops up in a lot yeah, of episodes. Yeah. But he's just sort of an annoying kid. The crazy th part of this, I find, is that David Herman, uh, who was the voice of Scruffy the Janitor on Futurama, was also born February 20th, 1967. That's insane. It's insane. I mean, Scruffy also not a super regular character. Yeah. After a point, Scruffy's in it a lot. But, you know, in the early days, Scruffy just kind of pops up and nobody even knows who he is. Yeah. And so, like, his most famous line is literally, I'm Scruffy, I'm the janitor. <laughs> and that's it. What fever dream is this that bids to tear this company in twain? So I think it's funny that these ki these people were both on this show, and they both have the exact same birthday. <laughs> uh, but David Herman is easily most known for playing Michael Bolton in Office yes. Space, and that's his. But he also has this balance where he plays. He had some live action work. Yeah, he was an original cast member of Mad TV. Like he was a, a oh wow, he was a, an in person actor. You know, yeah. but then he also has a ton of these yeah. voice credits. Uh, I mean, a lot of the people who played main people on Futurama, not a lot, 
a number of the main people on Futurama yeah. were also actors who yeah. had who weren't just voice actors. Yeah. So I can see where this balance was hit. Yeah. But uh, but him, I think it's interesting because it really is a distinct thing. Yeah. Where I don't even know if people would know him more as a voice actor or as a live like in person yeah. actor. So he also popped up in Idiocracy. Oh. He was he had like he was in Born on the Fourth of July way back in the day. Of like, course he, was. he has some other credits. Yeah. He was on John Leguizamo's short-lived House of Buggin', <laughs> which was Fox's replacement for In Living Color, oh my God. a more Hispanic kind of variety oh, show. Johnny Legs. Yeah, I never I've never seen a minute of it. Aww. It was like 1995, and it's like him and Luis Guzman. I was like, this show must have been awesome, <laughs> and yet it lasted ten episodes. And then he did Mad TV. So like this yeah. was David Herman's kind of path. Yeah. But then uh, his other big acting credit as a voice actor is he's Mr. Frond on Bob's Burgers. Oh! So, like, that's a consistent Wait, all the time. Mr. Frond? He's their teacher. Listen, there's a week-long guidance counselor conference this week here in town. Council Con. Yeah, that Council Con. That sounds fun. A lot of cat sitters getting work this week. Oh, Frond, yeah, He's yeah. in tons, he's oh, in all yeah, the episodes. A, so that's, yeah. a, that's a huge character. For, again, a show that has a ton of mm-hmm, characters, mm-hmm. but that's still a pretty a pretty distinct gig. And a lot of, like, notable actors as voice actors right a lot of even like the mind like sarah silverman has all is as ollie and they have all those little characters and stuff so a lot of people pop up on that yeah yeah so that's a nice a nice big gig so david herman that's amazing doing great i was uh i was on a you can cut this if you want but i was on a zoom call today at work and a woman that i work with had a bob's burgers background and i was like all right, ma'am. I see you. Representing. Well done. Nice. It was the it was the restaurant. It was great. Sweet. Yeah. I wish that movie did a little better. Me too. I liked it, but it didn't. It got lost this summer. It did. Yeah. 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 But uh, but I mean, this summer's only been big movies. You yeah. know. So. It's no uh, Top Gun. No, it's no The Omen Three. <laughs> Heard of it? Well, I'll tell you who did. Born to be home. <laughs> Excellent transition. Born well done. February twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven. <laughs> Sarah, I think, was pretty adamant. We should not include Barnaby Hall. Oh yeah, there's uh, no reason to have this person <laughs> running down his list of credits. But he was kind of a child actor in the seventies. Sure. And he has three big credits. Is that even kind of a child actor? Well, he was he was a child and he was an actor, but mostly he got gigs because his father is Ian Holm, mm-hmm. and uh, his at least first two big gigs. Uh, both starry and home. <laughs> so he pops up in the sort of junky disaster movie Juggernaut. Nice. Which is about a cruise ship that I think has bombs on it? Sure. Uh, and it's directed by Richard Lester. It came out in 1974. So this is right in the run with the Towering Inferno yep. and the Poseidon Adventure and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it did not make Towering Inferno money. <laughs> but it did have a pretty big cast. So Richard Harris is the star of this film. Yep. Uh, and it's got Omar Sharif. Anthony Hopkins is yep. in it. A young Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Shirley Knight. Roy, the great Roy Kinnear. Uh, Ian Holm. <laughs> Heard of him. And so yeah. Barnaby Holm snuck right in there. Did he just play Ian Holm's son? I think he did. Yeah. I'm not positive. Yeah. I, I I've never I've never seen Juggernaut. <laughs> uh, it is apparently on Amazon Prime, so I'm literally watching Juggernaut tonight. I'm sure you I'm are. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I don't know for sure if that's the case. I'm looking forward to sleeping through that. Yeah, that's fair. There was a TV miniseries from 1978, Jesus. so a couple years later. Uh, it's called The Lost Boys. It's uh-huh. about Peter Pan and such. Okay. Uh, and he played, I believe, George. One, so that's a, that's a right. pretty good get. Uh, playing J.M. Barry in that film, Ian Holm. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty good one. Uh, I could see how he got that. He didn't have a lot of acting credits between these two things. Yeah. It's four years later. But I don't know. I don't even know if that was any good. Yeah. I could never heard of it. Uh, William Hootkins also pops up in this movie. Do you remember who William Hootkins is? Of course not. Uh, so I have a, my I, I think I must have mentioned this on the show before, but yeah. one of my favorite little bits of trivia 
is William Hootkins played Porkins in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. He also played uh, Eckhart in Batman. Yes. And he ap- appears as one of those guys at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark yes. telling Indiana Jones all the stuff. Yeah. So, uh, he also popped up in The Lost Boys <laughs> starring Ian Holm and Superman 4. So and- he has great credits. <laughs> An amazing, amazing resume, William Hootkins. <laughs> I would have known that there was a guy that did that would not have known his name. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it's, it's burned into my memory. Yeah. Joe, Any chance a... I get to talk about William Hookins, <laughs> I will Joe, you take. used to have a t-shirt with Porkins on it. I still do. I got that. I think it's messed up now, but yeah, yeah. I've got a Porkins t-shirt. You yeah. know I do. Yeah. I gotta get an Eckhart t-shirt. Yeah, you do. Eckhart, <laughs> think about the future. <laughs> but Barnaby Holmes' last real good credit mm. uh, was in the third Omen movie, uh, The Final Conflict, made in 1981. <laughs> now, I've never seen the other the Omen sequels. Yeah. So Omen 1 is 76, and Damien's a little kid, and he's the devil. Yep. Omen 2 is like 1978. Yeah. And he's, I believe, still a kid, but like a little older. Yeah. And then in 1981, he's played by Sam Neill. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> what? But Sam Neill's a full-on adult in 1981. I don't know. The guy from Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah. And he plays Damien from The Omen, which five years earlier, Damien's like six years old. I don't I don't know what that is. So, But, uh, but Barnaby Holm is like the fifth build person in this movie. Like He's yeah. a kid who I believe is like... Damien's like raising as a, a monster. I don't know something, but that's that's apparently. But this was it. This he got out of the business after that. He was like, "That's enough." Yeah. But uh, but it does raise some questions about yeah. the Omen series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Omen Four, I believe, was like twenty years later. So I don't know how that relates to anything. Yeah. But I assume at that point, Damien's a hundred. I don't know. <laughs> he was played by he's played by Ian McKellen. How, how did this happen? So. Or he stayed the same age. It's Sam Neill again. It's again yeah. Sam Neill. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Barnaby Holm. Interesting. But, yeah. I really wanted to include Barnaby Holm because this is that's a weird a weird run of credits there <laughs> in a bunch of projects that like I just have no idea about. So, uh, but they seem significant ish. Yeah. So. All this being said, yeah. why are we doing February 20th, 1967? What's tying all this together? What's the big get? Because i got to be honest, Lily Taylor, Andrew Shue, you know, Paula Cola, this is not this is not putting asses in the seats. It's not. Uh, there is uh, one other person who we found was born on February 20th, 1967. Uh, I believe you've heard of him. I I also made... We, we talked about him a little bit in the 1994 because he had some... Oh, significant life events in 1994. It is uh, your friend and mine, Kirk Cobain. (laughs) 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 Dumb joke. (laughs) Before we started, Sarah was literally like, I'm going to call him Kirk Cobain. And I was like, why? (laughs) But you did it anyway. People are, (laughs) eyes are rolling all over the place. That's true. (laughs) To be fair, I, I, I put on my phone the list of the people we're going to talk about. And my phone uh, auto-corrected his name to Kurt Contain, <laughs> so that's also pretty good. Kurt Contain, also a good name. Yeah, yeah no, we, uh, we talked about Kurt Cobain in the, I believe, in the In Memoriam episode. Yeah, we yeah. didn't really talk about him most of the year. No, we didn't talk much about, and we didn't really talk about Nirvana. We didn't do, like, a music episode or anything no, like that. No, really. not really. Yeah. So, like, we did a little, I think he came up here and there, but we just kind of glossed over it because we thought we would talk more about it later. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if we're going to talk about it now. Like, I feel like we've talked about it, but the weird, I mean, I think the weird thing, Kurt Cobain-wise, is he was born in 67 and he yeah. died in 94, and this is our show. So it's our show, yeah. So I feel like that, when I saw that he was born this day, like, when I was making up the first list, yeah. he's obviously the first person I put from this day, and it was only yeah. then that I realized there's all of these other people, yeah. and this all happens to happen on this same day. Can you believe that Kurt Cobain 
and Andrew Shue were born on the same day. It's remarkable. <laughs> that I guess that does seem pretty exact interesting. Exact same day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he was born the same day as Barnaby Holmes. <laughs> I mean, I only know Barnaby Holmes as a kid, and not at all. So it strikes me as something. But, uh, but I think it's, again, when people are time-locked to a certain time. Like, Kirk Cobain never aged, right? Yeah. He dies at 27. Like, that's all you have. But I also can't think about him as a kid. Like he, No, right. Like, yeah. he only exists for those couple years yeah, yeah. when he's already Kurt Cobain, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, Lily Taylor, who's now had a career that's gone all of this mm-hmm. time, and she's in her 50s now. Yeah. You, I don't, you know, you can think of her as, oh, she did stuff in the 90s, she did stuff now. But it's just different, you know? Yeah. Because, and so to think that these people are the same age, when you have that, like, yeah. I think there's something interesting to that. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, Cass Susie, her, like, first credits were, like, actual acting credits. She had, like, two credits, and then it was all voice credits. But she, there were pictures of her in, like, I think it was in this, the 80s, like, early 80s, mm. and, like, actually acting. And then she's been in voice stuff for the, you know. Yeah. I think it's interesting people like that. Like, yeah. there's also, you know, who then, like, you well, whatever happened to them? Oh, they're having great, you know voiceover yeah. careers like Lorraine yeah. Newman from Saturday Night Live yeah. did a lot of acting then and made some movies into the 80s and then she's had this great voice career is she really? yeah for like the last 30 years oh my god but never pops up really in much of anything yeah. so not as you know as herself so you know I think there's something to that where like you can yeah. kind of you know spin off that career but then like these might be people you kind of miss you're like oh whatever happened to them yeah. you know so out there getting it done. Yeah, well you done know? yeah well done Yeah. so we, we did want to keep it pretty light so we covered other than Kirk uh, Cobain, uh, all folks who are still alive, correct? I believe all of these people are still alive, yeah. So, I mean, again, this is only, you know, 67. Yeah. People are, are turning, 55. turning 55 this year, so yeah. that's not really uh, that's not really too bad. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. But, I mean, Kurt Cobain is the big name. So, yeah. uh, I think that it, it's a nice bookend for our show. I think I there's think something to that, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the list. February 20th. Uh, so, what do you think this list of people tells us about Pisces? Oh. <laughs> I don't understand Zodiac things. Yeah. I don't know what the typical Pisces, yeah. you know, wh- yeah. what do you think this is? What do you think? Th- how can Ooh. you string these t- t- 10 people together? I would say there's like a creative streak, but you got all those NFL players, and yeah. I don't know how creative any of them are. And I've never seen Paula Cola's drawings. <laughs> I assume he's brilliant, but you know. But who knows? Yeah, really? who knows? And yeah. like, I'm not sure we can say Andrew Shue is all that creative. He acted a little bit, but then he just like, he's an entrepreneur. Right. And Rebecca Armstrong, I don't know. I mean, yeah. she was a model, but I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem like her modeling career was all that l- no. lengthy either. Could we tie these people together being ambitious? Are Pisces ambitious? Maybe. Huh? I mean, there's a lot of stick to itiveness. There's a lot of long careers here. Yeah. And Barnaby Home. But, <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. I mean, and it, like, Waddles had a huge career when you yeah. get right down to it. Yeah. Considering, you know, you go from being a player then to being a broadcaster. Like, he's been working for 40 years, mm-hmm. you know? So there's something to that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of similarities in this yeah. group. Like, I, I can't believe that Chris Singleton and Kurt Cobain share a lot. I know. Doesn't no, seem no. like too much. No. So yeah. Even though, again, two Futurama cast members. Amazing. Born the exact same Three day. NFL players? Uh, mind-boggling. Remarkable. Yeah. Man, I can't believe I've never seen House of Buggin'. <laughs> I love John Lennon. Can you Samba. find it? Did you try to find it? No, I didn't try. I wonder if it's out anywhere. It might be on, you might be able to see that on YouTube. Yeah. It might be kind of like, though, remember we, we looked up that Michael Moore show? Yeah. What was that show called? Uh, we watched a little bit season yeah, one. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Um, uh, TV Nation. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and, like, there's only bits of it that exist. And that's the thing. is like, this show is just a little too early. Yep. That, like, maybe the, they kept it, but there's only 10 episodes of it, you know, yeah. 30 years ago. It's hard to say. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, it's not going to be harder to watch than that, uh... 
what was it called? This the 1967 special we watched. Oh, our world. Our world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, at least our world is fairly complete. What we saw of it, but true. Um, but but the the visuals were poor. Poor. I oh yeah, it's bad. It's it a bad looking thing. So I mean, House of Buggin can't look. No. If it does exist, it can't be that bad. I bet Leguizamo's got it. I bet oh. he's got it. He's got it in a vault. Yeah. We should write to him. <laughs> I just started following him on Instagram, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I can write to him and be like, Hey, is House of Buggin like on DVD? <laughs> can I get a copy of that? Dearest so. Johnny Legs. Yeah. As though he's just a regular person. Yeah. You yeah. Can just he's not a huge star. Contact. Yeah. Him. We don't talk about Bruno. Bruno John Leguizamo. Like. They, oh, that's right. He was Bruno. I mean, he's a huge star. Oh, yeah. So don't yeah. sleep on John Leguizamo. No. Uh, so I'm gonna go watch Juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, what, what? How do you want to get out of here? Oh, we talked about this, and you're gonna make me do it, aren't you? You were gonna sing something. The Ducktales theme song. You didn't even mention Ducktales. Well, no. I mean, do you want me to list everything that Kath Susie was a no, voice in? No, but like That's to make to make everything. the neat segue into the outro, it has to be something yeah. we talked about. It can't be like, oh, she was also in Ducktales. Woo! <laughs> do you remember the lyrics of the Ducktales theme song? You're not, you no. know, you can't sing no. the DuckTales theme no, song. No, no, make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you like to. <laughs> no, it's DuckTales. There's no lyrics there. Tales of Daring. Quite contrary. No? No. I don't know. Um, You know, you could sing the Quad City DJ's Space Jam song. I don't know what that is. What? I, I, I've seen Space Jam like once. I don't... But that was a, just a generally popular song. Was that the Come On Ride the Train? Is that from Space Jam? No, it's the same band, but it's a different song. What's the Space Jam? Oh, uh, to, to the Space Jam. Yeah. I don't know how that goes. Oh my God. Everybody get up. It's trying to... Time to slam now. <laughs> we got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. That is familiar. All right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, then that turned into something else. <laughs> okay, now, ladies. I got a little outcast for yeah, right there, a little but, bit. Yeah, a little but bit. But it's the same thing. It was, that was an excellent. <laughs> Everyone night now is thrilled. They want to go hear the remix. You're welcome. On your new on your new album. What do we discuss? Oh, your album's gonna be called "Sweating Out the Butter." <laughs> That's what we discovered tonight. <laughs> Why would you tell the listeners that? Well, because you, we we established that you're going to front a band called Pewter Beef. Pewter Beef. Yeah, because it's uh, Silver Silver Stakes. Silver Stakes. Which yeah. we uh, translated to Pewter Beef. Yeah. And the album was going to be called Sweating Out the Butter. <laughs> okay. Only because it's Friday night. We yeah. decided to go out to dinner. We went to a restaurant and we got like the crab legs like, yeah. like you do. It's which like, are a pain. Oh, they're, we were there for like two hours. Oh, we were there, we were there forever. forever. Yeah. Um, and so when we, and it's like 90 degrees out. So we were walking home and I said to Joe, like, I feel like I'm sweating out all the butter. And we made a joke that that was the name of the album of my band Pewter Beef. I didn't expect you would mention that on the show. <laughs> we got to wrap up somehow. <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, so, so if you could think, if you could sing the main song to sweating out the butter, oh my God. I would appreciate it. <laughs> You can make it a jazz tune. It's fine. Sweating out the butter. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This has been It Happened One Year. Please follow us wherever you can. We're there and you're there. Critics say House of Buggin makes you laugh out loud. It's the birth of a TV star. Well, duh. House of Buggin is daring, outrageous, and extremely irreverent. It's a laugh riot. Let's reenact the scene from Kate Fear. Fuck my dog. House of Buggin. I'll suck your thumb. Catch an all-new episode Sunday on Fox.